Hi, this is podcast number one. I'm Jay Rutland on Passports and Pints, and we're in Rogers, Arkansas. Who am I with today? You are with Bradley Riggs, uh, owner and brewer of Pop Moss Brewing. Okay, and Keith Rutledge, owner of French Side Tap Brewing. This is a new segment that we're trying to put out to you all to demonstrate all the great places you can travel in this world and the great places you can drink while you are there. As I said, we are in Rogers, Arkansas, that is in the corner here of Northwest Arkansas. And we're excited to be talking to you about kind of an up-and-coming place to drink. Uh, yeah, you absolutely. want to expand on that? Uh, I mean, so Rogers, we're in Benton County, and Benton County did, didn't even go wet until five years ago by law. So it's certainly a new scene. Uh, there's four or five breweries in Rogers now, uh, just all the last couple of years, and uh, kind of all working together to create a bit of a, a beer culture. Yeah, we... We're actually kind of on a beer tour today, um, and this is our, our second stop. Uh, we've been to Ozark already. Uh, we'll be going to New Province, um, and you know, I've had a few of their beers over time. Uh, Rogers seems to be a kind of a place for, for young people to be able to start coming back to and to enjoy beer, but also great food. Um, and I know there's some arts and entertainment. There's the Amp right down the road. Um, it's, it seems to be a really cool up-and-coming place. Why, why this spot for Hot Mom? Um, so I was I was born and raised in Rogers. Uh, I kind of always wanted to end up doing it here, and uh, our specific building kind of presented itself to us about about a year ago, a year and a half ago, and and uh, we just felt that with what's coming in Rogers, you know, 2018 has been awesome. 2019 is going to be really good for what the future holds. And we wanted to do it here. We kind of looked at you know being in the backyard of, of Ozark Beer Company is, is almost a, a good thing. We can kind of feed off each other and, and uh, really just grow the overall market. I've noticed that trend in a lot of big cities where you have these big mammoth institution of breweries like Ozark, Holiday uh, yeah. in Denver. They have uh, Great Divide. Yeah, and, but sure. right in the shadow of Great Divide is Mockery Brewing. It's like less than a block away and. Um, and they brew fantastic. Yeah, and you know, and we're not looking to compete with what Ozark doing. They have their place in the market. I mean, they're the big dogs for sure. We're just looking to kind of complement. We do a whole different world, a whole different style of beers. And there's definitely a place for, for that. Assuming that it's going to be quality. And that's, that's what always matters. You know, everyone says drink local. And drinking local is awesome, but drinking quality is better. So uh, we're trying to just continue to increase quality overall. I'm, I'm drinking a uh, coconut. Uh, explain this. It's a coconut. Yeah, so it's, uh, we we did a whole Weizenbach series whenever we first opened. Um, our first one was called German chocolate. It was a, a dark Weizenbach. Weizenbachs are the only boss that are actually ale. So it's essentially an imperial German wheat beer. And uh, both of them, we kind of did uh, toasted coconut variants. So the first one was a dark one. This one is a blonde Weizenbach. Mm-hmm. And uh, toasted coconut and lactose sugar kind of creates that. That coconut cream pie flavor that, that it definitely has a coconut yeah. cream pie. It's really cool. And so, and what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking the Interurban. It's our house beer. It's got our house yeast in it. It's really dry French table beer, uh, 4.2%. So real crushable. It's our it's our shift beer. All of that stuff. As nice. far as when we're brewing, that's what we're crushing. And, um, yeah, it's been my staple since we opened. And then Keith, what did what did you taste? Well, I've, I've got a taste of the uh, the coconut cream as well. And, and uh, we uh, at, at Creekside we have the German chocolate on tap right now, and uh, uh, we're getting ready to put uh, uh, a uh, Pinot Noir 
on when I take the keg back, but uh, uh, he, he had me a wheat, German, and coconut. There you go, yeah. <laughs> you know. All the fun stuff. Oh, yeah, and, and, and so uh, uh, we've had, uh, we had the oxymarzen um, on tap, and gosh, that was a delicious uh, fall beer. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, that, that beer kind of sums it up for us is what we're trying to do is different stuff. So that's a wheat wine by style. Again, not really popular styles, but I think if you put it in front of the average beer drinker all the way to the expert beer drinker, hmm. they're going to find something that they like in the beer. It's not going to be overwhelming. Um, there is a little bit of an education factor on our part to you know, kind of tell the market what the Weizenbach, what the wheat wine, all right. that. But once you get past that, it should just be full-flavored, like, easy-drinking beer. Uh, and that's what I appreciate about your, your brews, that uh, they're they're not, you know, rubber-stamped, uh, you know, and, and I, I like that, and I think that's what makes your place unique. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of goes back to us opening up right next to Ozark. So their flagship beer is a, is the APA. Uh, right. It's probably one of the top-selling craft beers in Arkansas. So it's really good, really clean, you know, American Pella. And in our business plan, we actually wrote, if all things go the way that we want them to do, we hope we never brew a pale ale. And people thought we were crazy. They're like, how do, how do you own a brewery without brewing a pale ale? And it's like, well, someone's doing it really well. Uh, let's let them do that, and let's do some other things. So the Interurban, the one that I'm drinking, it's a grisette by nature, which is essentially just a hoppy, like, French-style wheat beer. Um, it's going to have a lot of the same characteristics and body as an American pale ale. It's just kind of our spin on that. And... Yeah, that's that's the stuff that we're doing. You know, what you said, not not rubber stamp or yeah. whatever. That that's really what we're trying to do. It's just if every brewery is just doing parallels, then how are you expanding the customer palate? You're kind of doing them a disservice by doing the same deals. Um, right. It takes different things to continue to expand um, the drinker's experience and all that. Well, and then you circled back around to that parallel and you sure. and you. Realize you, you like you know, oh, yeah. why you like that, right? I drink my fair share. Exactly. Of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and and it's an infinite market as far as the things you can do, the creativity that we're seeing here in Northwest Arkansas is, is awesome. And, yeah. And I know that it has existed in other parts of the country, and we're finally enjoying it here. Um, but it's got its own. You know, we I think we've got our own flavor of a, yeah. of a beer style. What I think there. I called. Northwest Arkansas about five years ago when when went uh, the wild west of beer craft yeah. beer because you have a place that has not had anything unless no. you go across the border and bring back craft beers like sure. Boulevard yeah. Yeah, but you bring something in and so you have this entire culture and this entire climate that has not gotten to flex its culinary artistic mm-hmm. muscle on beer. And we already knew that Northwest Arkansas has great food, and they have the ability to, to have a great taste palate yeah. and an appreciation of fine culinary works. Sure. Um, and so that translated and should translate immediately over to beer. Well, I, it's just getting I think beer drinkers, by and large, seem that they, they're loyal to their beers. And uh, you know whether you're drinking a large domestic company, where you, you, you have your larvae there, but but it. I think that with the craft beer scene, people are loyal to their locals and to their regionals, and, uh, and and so now we're finally getting those beers and and, and here from Northwest Arkansas, the, the region, and and it's going to develop some wonderful. It already has yeah. some awesome loyalties. Uh, that well, I love that beer because it's made here, and and it goes back to our 
you know, from when we came over a hundred years ago, every every town that was established in early part of our country was the first thing to build was a brewery, sure. and that's yeah. probably where they built the necessity. Necessity. You talked about how you're brewing a few different things. Uh, how do you make those decisions? I mean, is it, uh, hey, what do you want to brew today? Yeah, or, I mean, a lot of it is. So, I always say I was a beer drinker before I was a beer brewer, and uh, I don't know what do I want to drink or what do I think maybe some of the East Coast or West Coast trends are that we're not seeing yet in the middle part of the country. Let's uh, let's try and pull some of that and, and you know put our our spin on it, our local take on it. And, uh, so milkshake IPA is coming. Uh, you know we'll see. Like <laughs> those beers are cool. I drink a lot of them. It's just uh, we're really focusing on a lot of that. Old world style, a lot of French style yeah. beers, Cassette uh, Guards, Saison, a lot of barrel aged stuff. And uh, so that keeps us busy enough. Right. Yeah. There's, there's enough going on in the old world style with some modern American takes that we knew whenever we opened we were going to have to have an IPA. We just right. knew it, even though it didn't. Yeah, fit it's, the it's mold what's of, the percentage of, sales of all the stuff. Well, and it's Asia. been our number one seller yeah. since we opened. Still like, well, whatever. Like you, <laughs> you know, it's we we brewed about every three weeks at this point. It's just kind of uh, one of those things, you know. People like hoppy beers. That's right. A lot of hoppy around here. So <laughs> right. let's make that for right. the time being. But I mean, and that's like I think that's an interesting necessity that a lot of people don't don't see. Like they, they go to a brewery and say, "Well, I see you only have one IPA on tap." Mm-hmm. It's like, well. We'll brew that one because we need to. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I, I was going to ask what's in your fridge then, like at home. Like, what's in my fridge at home? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to, I would be lying if, if I said there's not always Bell's Too Hearted in my fridge at home. Um, I still drink a lot of it. You know, no matter how old that beer is, it's still really well made and kind of an, an inspiring all centennial hop, which is, you know, by modern standards, a boring hop now. And they still make it to where you're just like, ah. I think we're about to go to a Bell's kind of takeover <laughs> today, actually. Okay. Yeah. Rather USA yeah. doing one. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to have Bell's. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I've been, right now, I've got a lot of, you know, too hard of stuff like that in the fridge. Um, I've got some cool American Solera stuff in the fridge out of Tulsa. And, uh, yeah, they're doing some cool beer wine hybrid stuff. Oh, neat. Very inspiring. Um, creative inspiring beer. Keith had asked you what's in your fridge. I mean, I saw it <laughs> a few days ago. There's a lot. Sometimes I don't even know. Just where did I buy that? Yeah, yeah. shelves upon shelves of uh, <laughs> some sort of barrel aged anything. If it's barrel aged stout, I'm going to collect it and go. save it for some future time. Some you future know, rainy day. Now you're thinking, well, wait a minute. Got, I mean, what kind of linear have I got? You know. I mean, you had a uh, what was the uh, the. You had some sort of uh, vertical of um, yeah, yeah vertical. Right? Who's the vertical issue? Uh, bourbon, uh, bourbon County. Yeah, I've got three years worth of Bourbon County. The BDCS. Yes, and uh, and I've got some uh, uh, you know a couple of KBS and CBS. You know, I'm gonna have to either get another refrigerator or start buying. Them. At some point, you're gonna have to start drinking. We're just start drinking. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really yeah, the thing. Is, is, yeah. Going back to. The, the whole education around the area, you know, I just want to get that last person in the world that comes in and says, well, I, I've never tasted craft beer because I don't like dark beer. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, no, no. There's, there's, there are so many there's diversity that we have to uh, help everyone hurl past. Yeah, and it's so. a, 
<laughs> you, you put a Belgian gold in front of me, and I'm going to try it. You know, uh, Happy Bison is my favorite beer, and I have to try every one that I see. Uh, seems like, and uh, but then I still collect those, you know, wonderful Russian Imperials and this that the other. Right. And uh, yeah, there's there's room for everything. No, the thing you asked for Christmas was Weinstefaner. Uh, yes, the Weinstefaner. Just because it. I can, I'm learning to pronounce the name. You know. Right. <laughs> um, ingredients. Uh, we we talked a little bit coconut. Uh, mm-hmm. So we actually, uh, yeah, as far as thinking of, you know, our base grains, all that. But we actually buy four malted stuff from Hudson Valley out of uh, Germantown, New York. We're uh, one of 26 breweries that they currently work with. We're the farthest west that they ship in the country. So kind of our secret ingredient that's not so secret anymore. Um, but yeah, Hudson Valley four malt. We use six row for all of our base. We don't use any two row, which is okay. really weird, I think, for most brewers. Right now, I don't have any two row or Cascade hops in my brewery. Okay. That's yeah, kind that's of weird. Is- so that kind of sums us up as far as ingredients go, um, from the beers we make to what we're using to make them. Everything's just a little bit different here. So. I'm Jay Rutland on Task Force and Pints, and we're in Rogers, Arkansas. Talk about Rogers. Uh, you said it's kind of your your neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, what's cool about Rogers other than the, the beer scene? Man, so it's uh, I don't know. It's a it's a really good mix of you know the young business professional, which is typically that next upcoming craft beer demographic. Um, that within in Rogers, it's mixed with a really cool blend of just like blue collar everyday people who. Maybe five years ago they were drinking craft beer, but now that there are breweries in their backyard, they're more than willing to hop over almost neighborhood pub style and just have a beer after they get off work at five, five o'clock. So it's, it's it's a cool mixture of the real progressive, you know, beer seeker who's looking for the next experience, what's new, trading for whatever he can, all the way down to just the everyday guy who gets off work and just wants to drink something that he knows was made right in his backyard. Um, I think that's kind of special for the area. We're 15 minutes away from the Walmart home office and all that. So we have a lot of people that move in from all over the country, all over the world. And uh, we kind of get to hear about some of their culture along with what's happening in our culture. But as all that happens, it's building a a whole new culture at the same time. So it's another city that's bringing their downtown back. Yeah, absolutely. It's what's so cool. You go down on that. That's been a big trend in Northwest Arkansas. Yes. Go downtown here. We're just off downtown, and uh, uh, so so many neat, neat things, especially with the craft beer scene going on. Yeah, and it's a, it's it's becoming another, another little destination. You know, sure. we got these little pockets. That we're, are really cool. we're right down from the amp, um, which is a, a pretty cool concert venue that that seems to see some pretty decent artists yeah. go through it, okay. and then uh, uh, or above decent. Um, and then we're. It's just a, a little bit away from uh, the, the what's the um, museum that's nearby? Temple Bridges. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's considered you know a top five art museum in the world maybe. Yeah. It's really kind of funny that it's in a forty thousand person town. Right. Uh, you know five hundred thousand person area, but still it's 
Yes. It's almost out of place. And I don't know, because we're right here with Walmart and all that, we get to benefit with a lot yeah. of a lot of big city features, um, but still with that small town vibe. Yeah, I think that, that's that sums that, up Rogers. Yeah, that yeah. just doesn't, you don't find that hardly anywhere else in the country um, all the way through. So. Now, I think uh, Chris Bridges is like considered one of the premier American art yeah, institutions. It's, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, that would definitely be some place that people should come by. We're, we're just a few minutes drive from some fantastic hiking opportunities. Mm. And oh, yes. It's it's a gorgeous area. Yeah, rolling bike, hills, bike forests, hiking, hiking. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's really, really becoming well known mm -hmm. uh, for, for the biking, mm -hmm. uh, the biking crowd. And uh, there's a lot of really cool things happening that, uh, you know, our, our neighborhood, our little area of the country. Well, and, and really Rogers is cool. really unique because it's part of this four city kind of metro place and, right. and you can just kind of hop between here and Bentonville and over to Springdale and Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. um, and down and, and, yeah, they're all going to have a bit of that different feel. I mean, Fayetteville, yeah. College Town and Bentonville is going to have that more upper commercial scale yep. going on. Rogers can be that more blue collar feel. It, it's just cool that, I mean, we're all in one area, but we all have something totally different. Now. Yeah. Well, and living in Simon Springs for 30 years, we like the fact that we're kind of west of there, but we're 30 minutes from any of those four places because where we're located, we know the back road. And so we come over here uh, and, and, and and really enjoy the fact that we can zip into, you know, they from Bentonville down to Fayetteville and, yeah. and enjoy the hot spots. And, and Rogers is, is one of those. Well, it's a pretty big airport nearby to fly into sure. as well. Oh, yes. Um, so I mean, Walmart helps that out as well. Certainly. Uh, but it's not completely drawn for those non-Walmart people out there. It's yeah. not a town that just eats, breathes, and sleeps Walmart. No. Um, but it's very important to the area. Um, so if you're not here drinking, where are you? Where are you at? Where am I drinking? Well, I live too far away from Creekside, unfortunately, <laughs> for that to be a, a, a go-to. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm also a, a big whiskey bourbon guy. Excellent. So there's an excellent bar in downtown Bayville called Scotch and Soda. Okay. Um, that's probably one of my go-to places. Probably the place that I, I spend the most money on behind my rent or something. You know, it's probably like my second biggest ex expense. Um... Let's see, there's an awesome beer bar, Growler USA. It's part of a, a national chain, but you guarantee 100, 100 taps minimum, all yeah. quality whenever you walk in. And I think we're, we're planning on going there today. Yeah, you should. It's, it's definitely worth the experience. So, again, all that just in recent memory with Bit County going west really stepped up its game and got a lot of cool spots. So. Well, let's let's make sure we say some good things about uh, Ozark, which we just came from. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know you, you've been around the brew scene. Um, and uh, we've already talked about their pale ale, which is is a classic. Sure. But I think we drank um, uh, a really nice uh, dark lager, uh, black lager there today. And uh, black lager has been my go-to actually. Yeah. yeah. I go over there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. nice. It's, it's really nice. good. And um, I know you enjoyed uh, you enjoyed their golden as is kind of your fallback beer. If there's a yeah. when you're ready, you can always drink golden. It was ours. You know, there's so many places uh, to go and do things, and, and, and Bradley's been around here a, a long time, so he's seen this this grow, and now he's a part of it with Hot Moth, and uh, I think that that's, uh, you know, he's watched this, and he's been really involved in the local beer scene with different, you know, different breweries, and, 
and uh, distributors. And, and, and I think that that's really made him see what he wanted to do with this brewery. And, and, and I just applaud that. And, and uh, we, that's the, you know, everybody needs to, to, to just chill out and <laughs> cheers for everyone that's, uh, that's working hard to, right. to, to bring good craft beer to, to our tables. Well, let's talk about national and world travel a little bit. What's your favorite brewery in the world? Oh my God! I know. No uh, hard questions here. Who sure. inspires you? What, what's a what's a global I mean, music? Sierra Nevada still putting out beer to this day and styles of beer that are as good as anything you can find anywhere in the world. No matter how old they are, how long they've been around, they're still doing world class beer. Um, that's very cool to see. Um, I'm a big fan of the Portland, Maine beer scene. It's kind of where our concept started and all of that. And I mean that was five years ago and I don't know it's a there's a lot of community and you can't find a domestic handle in that town it's, it's just you know you've got Allagash and you've got right. Ospo and Bissell Brothers and Austin Street and Foundation and all these like really excellent breweries all getting along all helping each other out to grow something bigger than just beer almost building culture and uh, I mean, that's kind of where we took our our slogan from of crafting culture with every pour. It was it was almost based off of seeing the beer scene of Portland, Maine, and so. All right. Well, and if you could travel anywhere, what's your what's your destination that you would like to travel to? Well, it's probably not even beer related. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't uh, have to be beer related. I mean, because my love for beer started. I feel like it's almost like a stereotypical beer story. Uh, went on a tour to Europe when I was 22. I spent a lot of time in Germany and Belgium and all that, and fell in love with that. You drive from town to town, and it's totally different beer yep. that, that you've never heard of, and you just drink whatever each town has to offer. So that was really cool to see. Um, at this point in my life, I actually really want to go spend a lot of time in Japan. Okay, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a totally different world. I mean, Europe is is still a relatable world to what we have here in North America, but um, Japan is not relatable to anything that I've ever <laughs> experienced. So I'd love to go spend some time. I know you have to get going soon. Um, one last shout out, like anything you want to say? I, come to Hot Mouth, guys. Uh, first of all, they're I'm, I'm sitting here right next to their merchandise, and it's it's so cool. Uh, if you're a fan of moths, they have shirts and crowder koozies, and like yeah, they've they've done some marketing on that moth, and it's it's really neat. Uh, so if you like moths. Uh, contact us. You ship your, your merchandise. Yeah, to anything through our website. There you go. Hawkmothbrewing.com. Non-alcohol shipments. <laughs> Get it to you. You want their alcohol? I have to come find them, um, which you should. Uh, what's your address here? Seven Ten North Second Street. North Second Street. Rogers. Yeah. Rogers uh, some really cool stuff coming down in Rogers. You find Hawkmoth. You can find other places around here, yeah. and they will point you in the direction. Um, and so. Swing on down, come by. It's a gorgeous tap room. Um, you can see the brewing space from the bar. Some great lighting. The, the woodwork on the on the ceiling. Tamira, completely concreted floor is just is, is very really stunning. Uh, it's a very clean. Yeah, exactly. Very clean, well thought out tap room space, um, which I, I can very much appreciate. I think most people can. So, well, kudos, congratulations on being open. And, hey, thank you. Ooh, it's a fantastic beer. Thanks, man. Uh, it was great sitting down with you. Uh, once again, this is at Jay Rutled um, with Passports and Pints, bringing a first podcast to you, uh, yet to be named. 
uh, we'll probably discuss naming on the next podcast. <laughs> we'll figure something out cool with it. But uh, uh, glad you tuned in, and, uh, and thanks to Hawk Moth for hosting us today. Thank you. Uh, oh, yeah. Until next time, cheers, you all.